The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is a happy Monday. It's Victory Monday here for the Cowboys at the Star. This is Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman, and it is Monday following a big 30-10 to 10 win. The Cowboys defeat the New York Jets. That is the storyline. That's the storyline. You watched the game. You saw what happened, and we're here now to talk about it. That's what we do. That's what this show was designed for Mondays after the game. I'm not going to waste any more time. You saw the game. We're going to chat it. So Joe in Stanford, Joe, you're the guy. We we know that that you like to be the first caller, and you are again today. So let's get it kicked off. Hey, brother, great victory! Looks like our Cowboys are going to be kicking some butt all season. That's <laughs> the way I feel about it. All right, yep, yeah. that's what it looks like. And, you know, the big things that stand out to me, the larger things, is is like I was saying last week. This defense is blowing my mind, man. They're blowing my mind. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, I just I don't. I don't see any weakness. I, you know, we play man, so sometimes we're going to get hit with, with some big plays like we did and, you know, the quarterback running. But, golly, we take the ball over great. I take the ball away so great. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it's the, the amount of pressure placed on the quarterback is just insane. And it really starts at the top, and it's just so contagious. I mean, Micah Parsons is the guy. Um, you know, we, we, every game we, we have a chance, you know, when, when the Cowboys win, we're supposed to collaborate with social media team on who's the player of the game. And it's like, it's Micah. It's always Micah. It's going to be Micah unless we, we pick someone else. And I don't even know, honestly, what they came up with. They, they might've done CD lamb, but it's like, cause he's CD would have been good too, but it's always Micah. It really is. And it was yesterday. Yeah. Other thing that stood out to me, there's a lot of things that were great. I'm a little worried about the O-line depth, especially with Zach getting rolled up by uh, Tony Pollard. Um, and I'm, what really stood out to me is is our, our head coach's uh, play call. And I, our offense is super eclectic and everywhere all at once. I could quibble a little bit about some of those red zone calls, maybe, on the, on the goal line. But, man, I think he is killing it. Yeah, I do, too. Thanks for the call, Joe. I, I think Mike McCarthy deserves a lot of credit for the game. I thought he did an unbelievable job of managing that football game from the opening kickoff when they, he decided to take the football all the way to the end. We A lot of times the people like to just credit the players after a win, and they blame the coaches after losses. I think you, you really have to make sure and say that Mike McCarthy managed that football game very well. Got that penalty after the touchdown. Where do you want to put the ball? Let's move it. You know, let's move it one yard here. This is our best thing. I mean, we're kicking off out of the end zone on on kick touchbacks anyway. So, what 15 yards is not going to do anything for you unless you're going to onside kick. So, you know, get a two point conversion. I just love the way he managed the game. Yeah, the red zone, the red zone issues. That's going to be a thing. Um, you know, if you if, if you know you want to run the ball right into that Jets defense like that, but I thought for the most part he just said, "All right, we're going to take what they're giving us here, and what they're giving us is we're going to make we're just going to make field goals because they cannot score. They're not going to score. They're not going to beat us." I thought they did a good job there in handling that. All right, let's go to Anthony in Seattle. Second call is Anthony in Seattle. Hey Nick, so as always, man, great show and a great team win. Yep. Um, in the Thank past you. two the past two weeks. 
it's been the defense that's been showing up, right? And we got a chance, like you just said earlier, to see the offense kind of march the ball down the field, which is traditionally it's like it doesn't really happen. I haven't seen it happen that way often for us. Um, but I, I wanted to say it almost feels as if, you know, yes, Mike McCarthy is doing a great job of continuing to manage the offense. He's doing a great job of just continuing to make sure that the turnovers are limited. But it almost feels like we've yet to see what this offense can really be. Um, like outside of the red zone, yeah, there was troubles yesterday, but it feels like there was so much that, that's still being left on the table, even after two weeks. And obviously we played yesterday without Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So it's more of a comment. I'm just wondering, kind of getting your thoughts on it and what do you think? What did you see? You know, I, I saw as I'm looking at the stat sheet. Thanks, for Anthony. I'm looking at the stat sheet right now, and it, I see 42 minutes of time of possession. You know, uh, that that's that's unheard of, really, in a game like this. They they controlled the game, controlled the line of scrimmage, um, and and you know, I, I say control the line of scrimmage. They controlled the game. Now, and they got down in the red zone. They, they were not, you know, they were not a, a big physical team against the Jets. The Jets are a little bit more physical up front. Now the Cowboys are without their strongest player on their football team and Tyler Smith. And I definitely think Tyler Smith, Brandon Cooks would have helped a lot of that. But I just I just like the way they, they, they mix guys around. You know, they, they got Tony Pollard a lot of carries. We saw Rico Dattle in there a lot. We saw Deuce Vaughn get get some some touches. I wasn't even sure he would be active in the game. Get the ball to Schoonmaker, get the ball to Ferguson around, you know, and then of course CeeDee Lamb. And let me just say this. I was wrong. Guys, I apologize. I'll admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. I said on this show uh, Thursday or Friday, maybe it might have been Friday, I said there's no way Robert Sala is going to let Sauce Gardner stay on one side, lock up Michael Gallup or, or Tolbert, and let CeeDee Lamb go for 150 yards. I said that. There's no way you're going to do that. You're going to change and adjust throughout the game. I was wrong. I was wrong. Robert Sala and that defensive for, for the Jets decided they did want to do that. They did want to put Sauce Gardner on one side, keep him there. So good job for him. He had his little little Sauce Island over there, and CD went nuts on the other side. Good for them. I don't understand that. And it makes me wonder something either, either Sauce Gardner's not as good as we think he is because he can't travel or the defensive coaches won't let him travel or the cornerbacks are not good enough on the other side to travel on the flip side, whatever it is, it cost them. It cost them yesterday because CD absolutely ate them up with Dak, and they they just they worked a perfect offensive game plan. They 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 didn't they weren't scared of them, but they but they said we like matchups on the other side. That's why you have to mix it up a little bit. I was a little surprised that they did that. All right, let's go to Bob in Rio Grande Valley. Bob, what's up? Hey man, was that not a complete game yesterday? It, it was yeah. to some. I mean, I, I'm hearing a little bit from others that it wasn't complete, complete. To me, it was a pretty pretty complete game on all three phases. Well, I'll tell you what. Anytime you have 48 men dress out and 48 men played, yeah. that is kudos to the coaching staff. Every coach uh, uh, on Mike McCartney's staff, is. I mean, those guys have come together and really done a job of forming a team that just goes out and kicks ass and takes names. <laughs> yep. They, and, and, and the good thing is, too, is that Tyler Smith, Brandon Cooks, 
Donovan Wilson. These guys are getting getting healthy. They're going to be coming back here pretty soon. And obviously, the injuries happen. You know, you're going to have to replace some guys here and there. But to think that they could be better at running the football when they have Tyler Smith or better at moving the ball when you have Brandon Cooks. Um, I don't know what's going to happen on defense when Donovan Wilson gets back. That, that's going to be tough to figure that out. You bet it is. It, uh, hey, listen, great show. I'll get off here and let you get, talk to somebody else. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, Bob. I mean, I, I love that. Sharing the ball, you know, in and out, quick. Let's go. Let's try to get as many people as we can. Everybody wants to talk, and I get it. I'm, I'm right there with you. So we're going to keep moving along. Uh, Tim in Grapevine. Tim, what is up? Nick, good morning, sir. Good morning. I just wanted to give a shout-out, first of all, to Tyler Biotish, man, two weeks in a row. Hustle plays. Yep. Got to love that from your center. It really sets the tone there. But, no, I no, I called last week, and um, I told you I thought this week was a chance for McCarthy to showcase himself as a play caller. But I think what he did was he really impressed as a game manager, like you pointed yeah. out. It felt like one of those Parcells games back in the day, don't do anything foolish, take the points, you know, keep your defense fresh, try to win the turnover battle, and you'll win the game. Yeah, And that's that's pretty much what it felt like. Uh, that said, though, I was curious. It felt like you didn't really attack the deep third very much against the Jets, and I'm wondering why that could be. Maybe Brandon Cooks or – I mean, what are your thoughts? And I'll hang up. Yeah, I mean, Tim, you're you're right about that. I mean, one of the things that this offense sh- certainly does is get the ball out quick. And to get the ball out quick, th- your guys aren't going to be down the field as much. So that that that, that kind of happens. And I think this is playing to the strength of the quarterback. Um, he can make the throws. I'm not I'm not sitting here to say that that he's not. There's some throws he makes that are better than others. Um, and I think with the, the way they move the ball and also attacking the attacking the the, the deep third, lower third, whatever those those guys. Um, I think that the, that that part of the field that is where you see a little bit more interceptions, especially with Dak. You know, over the middle last year, that was kind of the the, the area of concern for him. So I think it was more of a conservative game plan of we're gonna get the ball out quick. We're not gonna we're not gonna force this thing. We don't have to. That's the best thing. You don't have to. You're gonna get in games where you 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 have to score a little bit more points and you're gonna have to be maybe playing from behind. And and I think you'll see a, a different game plan. But as it as it was yesterday, the way that they played the game, I, I think it got to a point where they're they're not gonna throw a lot of things in you know they're not they're not going to dip too too deep into the bag for for some of these calls and especially in the third and fourth quarter we're just going to run the football we're going to play it safe we're going to kick our field goals because that is enough to win this game and we're going to move on to arizona all right callers are flying in here this is alpha from virginia alpha hey hey nick how you doing good man how are you i'm doing all right hey um First of all, I just want to say uh, you're doing a great show. I Thank appreciate uh, always being able to listen in. I love the interaction with the fans. It's yeah. amazing. This is fun. I have, uh, I'm having a good time with it. Thank you. Thanks for calling. <laughs> no worries. And so uh, the reason why I was calling in is because I'd like to be uh, uh, one of the fans that actually uh, puts Mike McCarthy on a pedestal because I don't really think that um, us as fans that, that we do enough. Uh, in, in saying how smartly that he's calling these plays and how smartly that he's he's running the game, uh, there was, there's been a lot of a lot of uh, talk over the last couple of years over penalties, his clock management, uh, just just um, at the, the way the the um, or even when ever anything goes well, how the uh, it's the credit is given to his coordinators without consideration being made to the fact that. 
there's actually that he's actually the people he's he's actually the person that that put the team together to to run uh the yeah. the to run the Cowboys. So just just want to really emphasize the fact that um I don't think that we give Mike McCarthy enough credit. I know Jerry Jones said it, but uh as as the fans as a as a Cowboys nation like we really need to go ahead and recognize that yeah i i thanks for the call and 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 you're right not a lot of people do that uh it's not fun it's not fun to do that it's not fun to i mean to to say that about the coaches because you know when the calls aren't there you're 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 gonna you're gonna blame the coach i mean that, that that's that's part of it that's what that's what everyone does it's the nature of watching football and and i think i think it's a credit to callers like you that, that that are like can see a game and see it for what it is and see it for not just 60 minutes but see it for uh, not just two games but what he's been building here and so for Mike McCarthy to have a game where they struggle in the red zone a little bit and and they have to kick more field goals to, than touchdowns but to see hey still give him his flowers and say this guy is doing really really good stuff it's a credit to you guys to to kind of take it to the next level cuz not everybody does that not everybody does that and you know what I'm probably going to have more callers that come in here that that disagree with that, and that's okay as well. All right, Marcus from Virginia. What's up, Marcus? Hey, what's going on? Um, I have a question about the running game. I, we were told that uh, Tony was going to be carrying a load, and we were really seeing a lot of the backups. In two games and 70 some yards in both games, do you think he's really healthy, or do you think this is like – uh, he's going to get more carries, going to be more the bell cow as season goes along. Because right now the running game doesn't seem as dynamic. I mean, I, I'll agree the defense has played well, but I do believe we played two really bad teams. I just want to know, like, it doesn't seem as though this running game is what we all hoped and expected it to be for Pollard to take the jump that we thought he would once we got rid of Zeke. So, well, I, I, I appreciate the call. I appreciate the call, but I, I mean, I'm going to say this. I don't, I don't know if they've played two bad teams. I mean, I think it's pretty early. I don't know if the Jets are a bad football team. They're not a bad defense. They're they're not. I mean, they've only given up 30 points twice in the last two seasons now. And this was one of them. Even when they had six, they lost like six games in a row last year, they were only giving up, you know, 20 points, 15, 14. They were just so bad on offense. Uh, this is a really stout defensive front. And so um, – and, and – the Cowboys, I thought, did an okay job of moving it uh, with the running game. They mixed it up with the pass, and and I thought it was complimentary football. I mean, 2.9 average per carry is not what, what you want out of Pollard, and that's not what he's been. But, you know, I thought this was an interesting stat. He had 25 carries, career high yesterday. Caught seven passes, also career high. So it's 32 touches in the game. That is the most of any Cowboy player in a game since 2019 when Zeke had 33 touches against the Jets. Not sure what the correlation is there. They lost that game. But um, Pollard is getting the ball a lot. Um, and, and I think, you know, and it'll be interesting to see. Ronald Jones comes back from suspension this week. They're going to have to do something with his roster spot. So that's something to keep an eye on. But I think what they're doing right now in the games, the way the games have been, you know, it's not a dynamic running game. It hasn't been. It's just been, it's been a steady process of running the football all right callers are flying in ryan from galveston we'll go to the line for ryan galveston hey nick how you doing i'm great you i'm doing good it's always good on a victory monday definitely hey uh i just wanted to say two things real quick um one i like the fact that mike mccarthy has been uh seemingly 
looking like he's going to use the RPO a little bit more. The only thing was I was hoping maybe there was a couple times the goal line Dak would have actually pulled the ball. Looked like he had some room to run. Uh, there were times where like, Pollard got stuffed in the backfield. Uh, I thought maybe, especially down at the goal line, some of those field goals could have been turned into touchdowns. Yeah. And the other thing was I always like to read your uh, like, don't forget your five. Yeah. These five plays. Did I miss one? And no, they're all good. Well, the number one was obviously the drop pick six. Yeah. But the one that I wanted to add that okay. I thought was huge, uh, two weeks in a row, Tyler Biotish yeah. him for a fumble recovery. No doubt. And go down the field like that, that, I mean, good on him because that, that could have been huge. Yeah, you're right about that. Tyler Biotish on the fumble. Um not sure where that was in the game, second quarter or something like that. You're right, though. That was the game was definitely still in, in, in balance, and um, yeah, that was a big play. I I, I would have, I should have done that one. So thank you. And I always, always miss, I always miss some. Now, and, and you know, I try to keep up with it as the game goes on, and that that uh, thanks for the call, Ryan. And um, but also, uh, yeah, I, I I do it. It I've probably been doing that for now since like I think it's like 2007 or 2008. So it's been a long time. I've been writing this article. It's just it's basically just the five five or six plays that that you may forget sometimes, but but they kind of they, they still have a big impact in the game. The biggest one, like you said, was the dropped interception. Which not that you you guys that are on the show they were you guys remember everything. So it's not this isn't probably an article for for you, but uh, you're right. That was a big play there. Tyler Biarros probably should have been on my list. And as for the goal line, yeah, I, I would have liked to see a little bit different play calling there. Um, everybody likes the on Monday morning. You know, we 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 uh, we, we got our own opinions. I still think Dak can run the ball in from the one. I mean, I, I think that they can do that. And uh, I, I did not like the 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 run to Peyton Hendershot. That wasn't a, a play call that I I particularly like. And, and the reason why, just go look at the if you look at the all twenty two, or just look at the game where they they had it from high from the high level. I mean, the hole there is bigger than Kansas. I mean, like like he he could if he can just stop on a dime and cut it up, it's a touchdown. But he's a Six five, two hundred and sixty something pound tight end. They don't run like that. It's not the kind of player that I would like to see there on the goal line because I think he re- really just runs one way. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. And and and, and that ball was there. The, the the hole was wide open to make a cut. He just didn't. He just didn't have the capability of doing that. Before I go to the next call, I want to throw some stuff out. You guys on Friday, you guys were all over the score. I don't know, and I tried to write some of them down. I, I don't know if, if I heard 30 to 10, but I wrote some of these down. 30 to 13, 31 to 10, 28 to 10, 24 to 10. You guys you guys had the 10 and the 30. I just I don't know if I saw 30 to 10. Mine was 24 to 13, but, but, uh, I, but the, credit to you guys. You guys really, the, a lot of the, the callers here were all over kind of what they thought the, the game would go. All right, Palmer in Dallas. You're the next caller, Palmer. Hey, what's up, Nick? Man, what is up with you? Just doing a little bit of work. Hey, I heard Uh-oh. this morning on uh, Sean and RJ. Okay, yep. And they were questioning about deferring or taking the ball at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. And what I what I like about McCarthy is I think he took the ball because he knew who his opponent's quarterback was, and he knew that if he took the ball and his team took it down to score on the opening drive, it immediately – puts his opponent thinking, you know, maybe 
we just can't line up and run the ball and run the ball. So I really like that coaching move. I'd love your opinion yeah. on that. Yeah, you know, I'm I am so fifty fifty on this because, um, you know, I the way I look at it is when you're ki- when you when you start a game at home and you're looking at it and you see the towels are waving and everyone's all you know getting all excited, you know, it's like this is not where the way it's going to be in the third quarter. So if you want to get, if you want your, your crowd to really be involved and affect the offense, then kick off right now, start the game. Everyone's jacked. Let's do it. Um, but in his defense, he, he, like you said, Palmer, he, he wanted the book football to go out there and set the tone and it worked. It works when you score a touchdown, it works. It's smart, all that. So, you know, you you have to give the credit to the coaches when they when they dial up something and it works and and I think it did I, I, set the tone. And and I'm a true I'm a firm believer in deferring. I just think in this situation against this opponent, yeah, that if they were down seven to nothing on the road with Wilson as their quarterback, yeah, that that puts the Jets in a very bad situation. And then my last thing, Nick, oh. is you know you like your team to peak at the end of the year. And I'd love your thoughts on, is this the baseline where the Cowboys have a lot of room to grow, or is this the best? And I think the only reason they win a Super Bowl would be because of their defense. I just I think Dak is a really good quarterback. I just don't know that he's a quarterback that can win a Super Bowl without like a Ravens defense. And I'd love your input. Yeah. Thanks, man. Well, you know, it's you, you got to have – you got to have something elite. Like if you're going to be elite, if you're going to host the hoist the trophy at the end of the year, you've got to be elite in something. And I think the Cowboys' defense is is definitely that. Your offense doesn't necessarily have to be the best. It's got to be good. It's got to be able to win you some games. And and I think that that this could be that kind of defense. I mean, it, it, think about. Seattle with the, when Dan Quinn was there, the kind of defense they had there, and the quarterback that they had, and in Seattle, I mean Russell Wilson was still young in his career, but I mean he was he was good, he was good, he wasn't the best thing that they did, um, and so that I think that that's kind of where it stands right now for me. I mean I, I think that that we'll, we'll see how how you know no I don't think this team is peaked. I think they can get way better on offense. I think they can still get better on defense. So. You know, it's it's two games and it's two really impressive wins. We don't know yet what what anybody that we've seen is really going to be. We don't know what the Giants are yet. We, we know they can rally and they can score some points at the end of the game. Um, we don't we don't know you know what the what the Jets are yet. Um, we're still finding out what Dallas can do as far as the kickoff. I mean, the deferring. Um, I'm all I'm all for you saying, hey, it worked, great job. Just remember. That that's the mindset, and there might be another game where he says, "I'm taking the football, and we're going to go, and we're going to set the tone." And they get three plays and punt, and then just from, I mean, it doesn't. It's not always going to work out, but the mindset is still the mindset. All right, we're going to take a break here, uh, real quick on Cowboy Storyline. When we come back, we got a lot more uh, calls, and we got some text messages that we're going to hit here on Cowboy Storyline. Be right back. 
Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop Ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back, back to Cowboys Storylines. We're back on a Cowboys Storyline here. The Cowboys defeat the Jets 30-10 to on Monday. They're 2-0. They've, they've scored 70 points in two games, given up 10. Not bad. Not bad start there. Uh, the Cowboys uh, definitely have owned the uh, state of New York or New Jersey or both, I guess, at this point, wherever they they, they play, Cowboys are. I mean, they got to play them again. They got to play the Giants again. But I don't think I'd be worried about it too much uh, at this point. I'm not worried about really anybody uh, right now. But 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 that does, that doesn't mean they shouldn't be. Uh, it's just that you know, they'll 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 tell us all week they're going to be worried about Arizona and the way that they played and all that. But the way the Cowboys are playing right now, uh, it's definitely exciting to watch. All right, let's go to the. Uh, let's go to a text message real quick. Um, this is from Richard in League City. On Pollard not being as productive in the running game, could it be a lack of change of pace that we had between him and Zeke? Yeah, I think so. I, I think they missed Zeke. They, they they missed that type of runner in around the goal line uh, yesterday. I mean, they 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 did. Um, there's going to be some times though where they you know Pollard and and then having a Rico Daddle or Bruce Vaughn come in and and, and you have a different kind of uh, uh, change of pace but I thought you know I, I thought Pollard it I don't think this game is very in, indicative to what he can be I, I think it was kind of towards the end the game plan we're going to run it up there we're going to get our field goals that's just kind of the, the way it goes maybe they, they should have sub, subbed out a little bit and um, there at the end if that was the plan um, you know let let Rico get some of those runs maybe maybe even uh, Lipke um, but but still, I, I I don't think we've really seen everything that this running game can be, and I, I think it's way too early to be down on Tony Pollard. He got 32 uh, touches yesterday. 
Uh, and, and, he, and he showed that he could hold up and he could be pretty effective there at times. All right, callers. Richard from Conroe, what's up? Hey, uh, happy Victory Monday. Uh, Nick, I don't really have a question. I just saw your tweet or X, whatever they're calling it, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say congratulations, 500 games, I think is what yes. you said. Yes. That is awesome. That was a pretty yeah. cool picture. Yeah. So congratulations on this awesome career, man. Thank you. I, Richard, I appreciate that. And, yeah, for those that maybe saw it or didn't see it, uh, um, I, I saw something in the summer of a baseball announcer that said that they've done a thousand games, which is like six years or something, you know? Um, but it's like a thousand games. And so I, just, I started thinking, man, what, what, what is mine at? You know? And I, I did 24 years times 20. I go, that's about 480. Now we got, we got some, some different, you know, we got some fifth preseason games. I got some playoff games, not as many as I'd like, but some, and I, so I just started doing the math and I'm like, I'm at 490, five going into the season so i was like man i get three pre- three preseason games and then week two it'll be 500 when aaron Rodgers comes in obviously that didn't happen but uh yeah 500 games that was uh that was neat and I, honestly i i didn't think people would think that's a big deal like but i i mean all day yesterday and even some today a lot of a lot of people congratulating me about that and um it's a really unique way to say that you're old that's really what it is just to say man You've been you're old. You've been around, but uh, I, I can I remember the first game. It was a preseason game against Seattle, and and I, I think I'm I'm just as excited yesterday about that one. And to me, that's really what it's all about. All right, enough about that. Uh, Kent in Las Cruces. Kent, what do you got? Hey, good, good morning, Nick. How you doing? Morning, good. I I'm just a little frustrated with our red zone D, uh, offense. Okay. It looks just exactly like what Jason Garrett used to do, just exactly like what Kellen Moore used to do. Let's line up in a formation that shows you we're going to run it straight at your defense and then run it straight at the defense and then do it again when it fails. It's like, have you heard of maybe releasing a tight end into the corner and taking the handoff or – well, didn't they do that? Didn't they throw it? Didn't they throw it to the tight end in the corner? I mean, like you know, I mean, did, I mean, didn't they? They mix it up a little bit. I mean, you got to reverse from the tight end around the edge. I mean, that didn't work either. I, I, I'm just saying. I, I think, I, I, I think you, you got to go back and look. I mean, they didn't just run the ball right up the middle. I mean, like they, they, they tried some other things. I think if they would have run the ball up the middle there, first and goal from the one. If you run the ball four times up the middle, I think you're going to score. They didn't do that. They they went. They kind of got cute down there. So um, right. I I I mean, you're right. It it it's it is something to be somewhat frustrated by. You know, a game like that's hard to be frustrated about with anything. But I, I I do think that you know if you if you keep struggling in the red zone, it's going to come back to to, to haunt you. So uh, you got to right, fix it. Right. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And and this is a big question mark all 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 off season is what happens when they get down there. Who is the back? And I don't know if they've answered that right. question. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm really happy with everything else. I mean, yeah. the, the, the the efficiency of Dak, um, you know, other than a couple of plays on defense, you know, one missed tackle on a safety on that, that long pass play, the, the defense yeah. was just stellar. Um, Micah is a sight to behold. He's just – that. We're running out of thing. We're running out of adjectives, you know. I mean, really, we, we are. We are. He is. I. I <laughs> one of the guys on ESPN saying, "I don't know what his contract is going to be like, but it's going to be pretty." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty. Unless you're the unless you're the Cowboys that are the cutting the checks. The check, right? Yeah, um, but um, it, th- th- thanks for the call, uh, Kent. Um, 
you know, uh, Mike is just he makes all of the plays. Like the interception, I'm just I just saw here on we have NFL Network pulled up and the the interception by Jaron Curse, which was which was a you know a great play by him, uh, looking right into the sun. Uh, imagine that. Um, but but uh, made the play, and I didn't think he was going to go down. But Micah's the one that flushed out the quarterback on that play, and and um, it's just it's just unbelievable. All right, let's go um, question uh, text message real quick here. Joe in Florida, can you talk about Lamb's catch when he almost got upended? That's a man. Yeah, the the, the weird thing is that the guy that hit him low, he's the one that they got banged up. Um, scary deal, honestly. You know, you talk about this whole turf versus grass, whatever. I don't, I don't think it matters. I think if you would have, I think if you flip like that in the in the like in the ball pit, like at McDonald's or something like that, I think that that's gonna hurt. I mean, like like that that's not gonna feel good or or uh, or any other establishment that has the the ball pits and things like that. All right, uh, Mike in Houston. Why do you think Deuce played so early yesterday? Um, they want to get him involved. I mean, that's. That's what it is. They, they they feel like he can come in at times, and and they got him in really early. He dropped a pass, and or he bobbled the pass, and and you know he wasn't that effective. And I, and I was wondering if they were going to go back to him, and then they did on that on that touchdown drive. He had two plays in a really he had three plays in a row, but two two big ones, eleven and a thirteen around the edge there. Um, you know, just just another wrinkle and just another guy that that, that can do some things. So I'm excited about you know maybe seeing a little bit more of him. All right, let's go to Brian in Pennsylvania for our next caller, Brian. What's up, buddy? Hey, Nick. How you doing today? Great. And you? Doing great, man. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any players because uh, last week I talked about Brandon Cooks being the missing piece, and then <laughs> I got some bad news the next day. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go a little different hey, route this hey, time. Can't be worse than what I did when I, I tweeted out yesterday in the middle of the game. I was like, oh, what a carryover from last week. The Giants still haven't scored a point, and the Cowboys haven't give, given up a point. The oh. next – play was a touchdown to Garrett Wilson. I just tweeted out of that guys. I'm sorry. I mean, I, this is blame me all on me. I know better than to do that. So sorry. So we, we won't talk about that. Sports makes us better men. Doesn't it? <laughs> yep. Well, uh, the question I had really an observation was, uh, do you think that, uh, the way things are rolling this year, just kind of feels a little different, not just like the fans, like not overreacting. We're kind of looking at, ways to poke holes in this team instead of just jumping on the bandwagon. And do you see that like different change along with like the consistency of their play? Do you kind of see like how our expectations are staying high and how they're, uh, the Cowboys are actually meeting and exceeding them? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think you have two good points there. Um, the first one, you know, um, about riding, you know, jumping on the bandwagon or, or picking holes, you know, um, as a fan base, you guys deserve to pick holes if you want to, because you've been let down. I mean, like, let's just call it what it is. I mean, you guys have been, we all have. I mean, we've been let down. I mean, the, this team has been pretty good for for when I think about like the last twenty seven years. They've been a pretty good team. At times they've been average. At times they they've been really bad. But they've been pretty good most of the time, but haven't been good enough. There's been games and seasons where you think that they are going to be that good. So I understand completely the the the, the people that are like, man, this is good. I just don't want to. I don't want to go there because they've been let down. And I and while I understand that, that's to me, that's just not what 
being a sports fan is oh, that's not the way I do it. I get let down all the time Saturday night. I get let down all the time, but you pick yourself up and you get back and you do it again next week. And that's what that's the way it is. And on the flip side, on something like this, you just enjoy it. But it's totally fine to say, hey, you know, we're going to face better teams than this. We're going to face better quarterbacks than this. We better get that red zone going on because that's exactly what the coaches are doing over there. They're not sitting up there with their feet up going, oh, look at us. I mean, they're, they're figuring out what do we need to do in the red zone? You know, why did we give up that long touchdown? You know, why, why is quarterbacks running all over the field? They're doing that right now. So there's no reason why you guys shouldn't as well. Keep those expectations up, though. But, I mean, you know, you, you be a fan the way you're going to be a fan. You're not going to you – know, no one's going to change that. But I just think that, um, you know, you, you should look at this. Be excited about it. This is something good to be excited about. All right, Dimitri out of Rio Grande Valley. What's up? Hey, what's up, Nick? Uh, man, I got I, I got something I just want to poke about for for Cowboy fans and everyone else about Dak. I think we we want Dak to throw for 500 and be Patrick Mahomes and score 50. And I think when you look at the way this team is is kind of put together, we don't need it. We don't need I think it. You're right. We don't need it. And I think ultimately, like when you look at even when we won Super Bowls in the 90s, or you look at some of these Super Bowls from like Joe Flacco, even Russell Wilson Super Bowl, like. If he can throw for 180 to 240 every week and not turn the ball over, right. um, we're going to win a bunch of football games. And, I mean, it's kind of the same thing the 49ers do. Like, Brock Purdy isn't a world beater. If he just doesn't turn the ball over, plays to his defense. And I think, like, we we kind of need to understand that a little bit. And um, I think we can win a Super Bowl if we play play that right. way and I well, love the way Mike McCarthy is doing, doing the whole thing right to be honest you know you know Dimitri the the, the difference and, and you are totally right about that the difference is is that is that people like to associate what a player should do based off his contract and the contract of and and, and Dak's not not making he was when he when he signed the deal he was like the second best contract, second highest contract for a quarterback I think he's like 14 or 15 now I mean that's just kind of the way that it is, but you know, Brock Purdy is the last pick of the of the draft, Mister Irrelevant, and he's and he's very relevant now for the, for the 49ers. But but I think it's easy to do that, and people like to justify with money, and and they think, well, Dak's making this much, and not only what he's making now, but probably what he's going to have to be making is that you want more than that, and 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 you you need a little bit more than that. So there's a fine line. There's a fine line there of saying, hey, I need this guy to go out and win and win football games for me, and all that, but. I think the way they're they're playing right now, I think the way the defense is is just be smart with the football. There will be times when when Dak has to do it. It's what I say all the time about the bus driver. You can be a bus driver. You can be a bus driver to take the kids to school and do all the stops and be you know be smart and all that. The bus driver also takes kids four hours away on a Friday night for a football game, and sometimes you got to get you got to go seventy miles an hour. So the, the, you be a bus driver, and, there, and there's different ways to do it, but just be a smart one. And I think that's what Dak has done for two games. All right, so we uh, let's go to the text line. Don't have a call right this second. Lines are open, 888-855-2297. Got a few more minutes here on, on the show. Uh, let's go to a text message here. Uh, don't have a name, but the good question, do you think that four of our DBs can make the Pro Bowl? Five DBs have picks in the first two weeks. No, I don't think four DBs are going to make the Pro Bowl. 
I don't think that's going to happen. That would just be the whole starting uh, team. And as it stands, the way you guys are talking, I don't think anybody wants to play in the Pro Bowl. I'm just saying. Um, But, no, I I mean, I I don't know if if Gilmore is, is, you know, he he didn't have his best game yesterday, um, obviously. But uh, Diggs is just, you know, Diggs is out of his mind. I mean, Diggs and, not in this order, Micah and Diggs, the combination of of these two guys with all the other talent around him, I mean, that's what makes this thing so so special. Is that is that you have a corner, you have two corners really, because Gilmore is is really good too, and then Bland. But you've got you've got a, a cornerback group that can cover, and they don't have to cover for very long. That, that those guys are going to lean on e- on each other. This reminds me a little bit of what Dan Quinn was doing in Seattle. Just with you know, they had a great secondary, but they 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 had waves of pass rushers. It was just off the charts, and so that's what made them uh, so good there. So, uh, all right, let's let's look around a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go through some some stats um, that I thought I thought were interesting, or, or a couple of plays in the game. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence to me, you know that he set the tone right off the bat. With, with the first tackle of the game for the Cowboys' defense. Uh, after the Cowboys had gone down, they scored, they take a 7 nothing lead, crowds all into it, and then Jets are like, all right, you know, they're only down at 7. You don't have to change the game plan or anything. It's early in the game. They're going to run the football. They ran the ball to Brees, uh, Brees Hall. It stopped for a four-yard loss by Tank, and I thought that really did set the tone for both sides of the ball. And then after the game, you know, Brees was like, only got four touches, and he was, you know, he was upset, um, you know, by that, uh, and 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 just thought he could have been a, more of a difference maker. But but you know, they couldn't run the ball. They 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 couldn't. I mean, Brees Hall had four carries, nine yards. Dalvin Cook four carries, seven yards. Sixteen yards between them. And and I think that you know that that's that just shows just how dominant the Cowboys were when they committed to, to running the football and that set, you know, the jets back and then they had to, they had to go throw the ball. We, we know that that that's not a good uh, recipe for success right now against this defense. All right. Phone line is open again. Uh, Fabian in Louisville, Louisville, Texas. Fabian, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Really loving your show. Thanks, you guys man. are doing awesome over there. Thank you. I just had a quick two part question for you. Um, so far, you know, this defense has seven forced turnovers, 10 sacks. 10 points allowed. Do you think that this defense is the best defense in the NFL? And is this defense officially the new addition of the Dallas Doomsday defense? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't, um, I was really little when that defense was, was good uh, in the Doomsday. Uh, so I don't, I, I can't go there um, as far as just how great they were and watching them on, you know, game in and game out. Um, I thought the Cowboys have had some good defenses, um, you know, in the last 30 years or so. I mean, an underrated defenses, but they, you know, very rarely were they the best, you know, the best that the, what, what the Cowboys did. I, I don't really know if I've seen a, a time where the best thing that they, the, the team does is on defense. Those were good defenses in the 90s. You know, but they could play off of what the the triplets were doing. I think Romo's, you know, really good season in 07. That defense was good too. D. Ware and, and those guys were, were strong. So 14, 2014, you know, but but not to this level where, you know, where you're just telling your quarterback and guy, don't mess it up. You know, you don't even have to kick it. You don't have to kick a field goal here. Just punt and we'll, we'll play it again. You know, I didn't even like the field goal. I didn't like the 55 yard field goal. He made it. Congratulations. I'm not doing that. 21 to 10. 
if I miss it and they put the ball at the 45-yard line, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Now, credit to McCarthy. Again, everything he did yesterday seemed to kind of work like that, except for that tight end in reverse. But um, for the most part, you know, kicking it, I, I wouldn't have done that. I'm punting it. I got a punter that can pin him down at the eight-yard line, and I let him go play defense again. But but he made it, and, and that, that, that helps his confidence. It helps the team's confidence in him as well. So, all right, uh, Mike in Delaware. What's up, Mike? Hey, Nick, I want to say thank you for uh, taking the call. I've been listening to y'all shows for about since, like, 2016. All right. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, but I just thank want to you. say, I know it's only it's only week two, but uh, when are we going to start talking about Jerry being GM of the year? <laughs> When when they win when they win you know when they get past the next level I mean that's yeah that that's what it'll be I mean right now we're not we're not there right now but he has assembled a pretty pretty awesome uh, you know group of players on on this roster and that's what it is what I'm really trying to say it's, it's a joke but uh, what he by letting the offensive coordinator go the moves we made in addition to and re-signing players in the all season uh, letting go of a kicker and sticking with kickers. Right now, it doesn't seem like he's done anything wrong as far as being in the GM booth. And also, I know that he's backed by Will McClay, who's very intelligent. Um, but I just do love the team that we've put together, even for the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, we've always been in contention. But just this team right here is finally like it's clicking. And like you said earlier, uh, we're not at full strength. No NFL, NFL team probably much ever is. But the team we have right now – and everybody started started nitpicking about the small stuff. I saw somebody talking about Tony Pollard wasn't a uh, a bell cow. He had 32 touches. It's not all gonna be pretty, and that's I think the team will be built. It we're, we're done being pretty, and we want to run this defense and run our offense and be methodical, right? And really just beat up on people. Yeah, and that's what that's what they're doing. Thanks for the the call, uh, Mike. Um, I'm gonna sneak in one, one more caller real quick. Peter in Connecticut. Peter, what's up? Not, not what's up. That, that's how we're going to end the show right there. Okay. Um, I guess we're done. That's it. The guy just wanted to hang up on me here on the on the last second of the show. Uh, that, are, are you there? We got a caller. Hello. What's up? What's Hi. up? Peter. This is Peter from Connecticut. Let's go what's Cowboys. Up? I thought you hung up on me. Oh, no. You're going to wrap um, up the show, so what? make it a good one. Okay. So I was just wondering what you, um, how you think that the Cowboys offense will stack up with the 49ers defense because they're playing pretty tough this year as well. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Uh, if, if, if my man was in track, he would be in the pole vault because he just pole vaulted about uh, two games there, or really just one game. Uh, no, two games, uh, Arizona and New England uh, to get to the 49ers. And, and, it's fine that you want to you want to do that but you can't you can't you can't skip over like that and then if the players come out and struggle against Arizona and you're like what's wrong with this team well, you know why 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 are they not focused well you guys aren't focused either i mean you guys are focused on on other stuff and 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 yes that's going to be exciting to see it looks like that we're going to have a really good matchup in week five. But I don't want to go there yet because I know that if we went there, you guys would be mad if the players weren't focused and doing what they need to be doing and all that. So, let, I mean, let, it, that could be a great game. And it will probably be a great game. But let's let's hope that they're they're four and zero when they get there. And to do that, they got to take care of the Cardinals. Got to take care of the Patriots. Not trying to 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 sidestep the question, but I think that we we gotta we gotta just stay on course here. And on course is hey, two good wins. 
let's get let's let's go to Arizona and see if they can kind of fix some of those issues that they had. Um, we can talk about it all all week, but but make no mistake, going up against the 49ers, that's going to be fun. That's going to be that's the game that's circled, but we're just not there yet. So I think when we get a little bit closer, it'll be more uh, appropriate to talk about that one. All right. Great show. You guys were awesome. Would we get 15 callers? That's that's almost short of our, our record of 16, but 15 on a Victory Monday is outstanding. You guys were great. Chris Beam in the back punching the buttons for me. Appreciate that. I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?